0: Today I'd like to welcome to the PodMD studio Dr Kai Ismail. Kai is an Australian trained paediatrician with a special interest in developmental and behavioural problems, neonatology and newborns, respiratory and gastroenterological conditions as well as paediatric acute care. Today we'll be discussing the topic of ADHD. We do hope that you enjoy this podcast, but please remember that the advice here is of a general nature and is not intended as specific advice about a given patient. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the doctor, not PodMD. If you do have a patient on whom you require specific advice, then please seek advice from a colleague with appropriate expertise in that area. Kai, thanks for talking with us on PodMD today. Thank you for having me. So the topic of today's discussion is ADHD. Kai,
1: can you give our listeners an overview of what ADHD is? So Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder, ADHD, or sometimes known as ADD without the hyperactivity component. So it's a long-term problem that's centered on the five main areas Number one, the children they can easily distractable, which they feel to give a close attention to uh, details or to stay on task. Secondly is the hyperactivity and the inability to sit to sit stills. so this will include like always fidgeting, leave the seat and they're always on the go. The third thing is the impulsivity where they're always difficult to wait for their turn, blurts out the answers and they talk uh, excessively. The fourth one which is the failure to organize or to plan tasks and also they often loses things as they uh, are always forgetful and needing a constant reminder. And uh, lastly, because of this impairment, they're always feeling frustrated and Sometimes there can be a lot of emotional dysregulation. So all of these impairment, they must present in two or more settings and we usually compare where the children spend the most of their time, which is at home and at school. So
0: what are the symptoms of ADHD?
1: And how do you, how do you
0: decipher this from kids just being kids?
1: Okay, so that is a good question. So, in children, it is always essential to consider their developmental stage. The problem arises when the stress or the maladaptive behavior for the kids is outside the normal uh, limit of the child's age and also the child's developmental. This may often seem as having emotional and behavior problems according to the adult's perception, but this may be misunderstood. So I I will give you an example of a three-year-old boy who is hyperactive, being restless, always on the go, and he does not like to go to sleep. So is this boy being uh, hyperactive? The answer is not. So most parents uh, who have the concern that their children may have ADHD when this behavior in fact is in the normal range. So most of the two to three-year-old boy, they are overactive and have a short attention span, which is normal. But if the behavior is present in the older child, which is more, uh, for example, uh, after the age of four or five years old, and it happened at, at home and at school, then yes, we can consider ADHD as part of the differential diagnosis. So
0: what are the risks, Kai, of the condition going
1: undiagnosed? So if we did not detect this early or we did not start an early treatment, so basically there is always a risk of having the learning difficulties and the academic start to decline further. This is mainly because they are unable to focus. It is also associated with some component of language and speech disorder. Because of their impairment, usually uh, about 60 to 80% of ADHD kids they have underlying uh, depression and anxiety disorder which can exacerbate the symptom of ADHD much worse and also they are also at a high risk of having the oppositional defiant uh, disorder and the conduct disorder. And what are the treatment and management options? So in terms of the treatment uh, it's a multifactorial. Number one behaviour management by a child psychologist is always important. Number two the school and the teacher have to be more involved. Usually, it's prefer for the children with ADHD to sit at the front of the class away from the window and also the doors. They also will need uh, some constant reminders and uh, assignment care calendars for them. The next management is the uh, medication. So, there is always a misconception about the stimulant uh, medication that people always thought that it is the main uh, management to fix the ADHD. So the purpose of starting the uh, stimulant is for them to learn at school so that their academic does not get further behind and also for them not to get more trouble at school. It is important to know that once the stimulant medication starts to wear off, usually after 2 to 3 p.m. which is after school, the children with ADHD will return to their baseline symptoms. So it is important to know that the essential treatment to for them is to have the cognitive behavior management. So, Talking about the uh, medication, as uh, all the GPs aware, we got two types. One is the short acting and the long acting. The sh- short acting usually have about 3 to 4 hours coverage. And for the example, is the Ritalin and the Dex amphetamine. And the, for the long acting, usually it can cover between 6 to 12 hours. And this will include Vyvanse, Ritalin LA, and Concerta. So all uh, the stimulant medication, what do they do? Is they will increase the release and also to inhibit the reuptake of dopamine and the norepinephrine. There is also a second line medication uh, for the non-stimulant medication, such as in tunIF and the Strattera, which we usually reserve uh, for those who are not res- responsive or have been experiencing some severe side effects from the stimulant uh, medication.
0: Kai, have there been any developments in treatment recently or are there any trials in development now?
1: So for the past few years, we do have a, a newer products that have a less, less side effects and also has been tolerated better by most children and this is called the Vivance. We also are starting to use more of the In-Tunif or also it's known as the guen facint. So the Gonfacin has been here for quite a long time and the adult physician, they always use them uh, especially to control the high blood pressure for the old people. And so also for the past few years, we also have starting to use it more often uh, for the second line treatment, especially those who having some issue with the weight gain secondary to the severe loss of appetite from the stimulant medication.
0: Kai, are there any warning signs a GP or their
1: patient can look out for? So basically, besides the component of hyperactivity in attention to activity, always screen for the poor sleep and is there any underlying anxiety and depression. Second, uh, always look for how their academic and the school is doing. Thirdly, always ask them how the friendship is doing. Are they starting to lose more friends because of the impulsivity? And also, I really encourage the GP to screen for the parents' mental health uh, because sometimes the ADHD component might be a bit too much for the parents to handle at home.
0: Is there a connection between children with ADHD and adults with ADHD?
1: So basically, children with ADD or ADHD they may persist into adulthood, especially for the in attention, but for the hyperactivity, it tends to diminish over time. So when should a GP refer? So basically, GP can always uh, refer to us uh, when you suspect a ADHD because one of the reasons because it's only a uh, pediatricians or the child psych countries can prescribe the stimulant medication. Also, it is ideal to refer when they also have started to have the related problems such as learning difficulty, sleeping problem, excessive impulsivity, or is there any underlying severe anxiety or depression. Yeah, so what role does the GP play in the management of the condition? so we as a pediatrician we always appreciate for gp's help, especially when we started uh, the stimulants medication so we really appreciate if the gp can monitor the complications of the stimulants by always monitoring the blood pressure uh the weight and the growth center how is the appetite is doing and also to look for any uh tics movements and also to have this uh, assessment on the sleep pattern and also we really appreciate for gp to make sure that the child and the family are connected to the child psychologist for the long-term adhd and anxiety management
0: kai thank you for your time here today in the PodMD studio to sum up for us could you please identify the three key take-home messages from today's podcast on adhd Okay,
1: so the take-home message number one that children with ADHD they have issues with inattentive impulsivity, and sometimes overactive, but not all the children of with this symptom have ADHD. So it is very important to consider the development of the child whether is it appropriate of the age. The number two is always remember that the main management is the connective behavior management uh, through the child psychologist the stimulant medication is only for the purpose of the school so that they won't be get behind in terms of the academic and and to avoid them for getting into more trouble at school and lastly that children with adhd it is really important to have for the other problems to be addressed as well especially for learning difficulties social skills anxiety and the poor sleep Thanks again, Kai, for your time and the insights you've provided. Thank you for having me. And I hope that all the GPs have uh, something to learn today. Thank you.